You're listening to the Hash It Out Podcast with your hosts, Samantha Harris, business mentor and marketing strategist, and Hannah LeBron, licensed esthetician and San Diego spa owner. Together, we're using our startup savvy and six-figure experience to hash out all your business struggles, build up your bottom line, and encourage you along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's hash it out. Hey guys, welcome to the Hash It Out podcast. Welcome. <laughs> we are talking about sales today, again. Um, that's a monthly thing around here now. So I am going to chat with Hannah about ideal clients and kind of creating that ideal client avatar. So first thing I want to do is I want to tell you why you need one or three and kind of why it's important. So um, first thing with all of my clients, the very first thing we chat about is who's your ideal client because in your marketing especially um, really even when you're creating your products and your services and your menu and all that um, if you're speaking to someone you got to know who you're talking to first right yeah like <laughs> um, I and I just recently realized that that's a big point in sales I probably should have realized that sooner but only recently I've I mean, been like, I want to, per- I feel like because everything now is social media where you talk to a bunch of people, you have to personalize it. Everybody thinks when they first start on social media that you're talking to a crowd. Here's the thing, guys. If you followed me for any length of time, you know that when you're on social media, you're talking to one person at a time. No one is consuming that information that you're putting out there on social in an audience. They are part of your audience, but your audience is com- is um, consuming that information on their own, on their own personal cell phone. It's not on some big screen. They're not in. They're not at a concert venue. They're by themselves. It's just you and them. You mm-hmm. on their phone and them watching it, right? So you need to talk to them as such, but you need to know who you're talking to at the same time. So hopping on and saying hey guys or hey friends when you're doing an Instagram story. <laughs> That is our, it's always our, mine too. Like Hi it's guys. always our, um, <laughs> our go-to. I know Brayden, Brayden, our friend says, hey everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm not everyone. Cause that's what you want. You want them to feel like you're talking right to them because then everything you're, you're saying is going to allow them to, it's going to allow it to sink in a little better because right off the bat, they're like, oh, hey girlfriend, I'm, I'm your girlfriend. Like you're talking to me. So you want them to be able to identify with what you're saying right away. You don't want there to be any barrier. And sometimes when you say, hey guys, or hey everyone, there's going to be a little bit of a barrier because they can't identify as everyone. Do you read my newsletters that come through? Usually. I write, hey guys, Hi, guys, all the time. You always address those guys. I tend to say hi, friends. but I'm, I, I do say hi, friends sometimes. And trying to be intentional about saying, hey, friend, hey, girlfriend, hey, sister, yes. you know, whoever. And the reason I say girlfriend and sister is because my audience is like 98% female. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about. So, yeah, wh- we're how, going to, who you're talking to. Yeah, we're going to kind of hash out <laughs> my ideal client. I've always struggled with this because the services I offer, I offer multiple services. I could possibly do this service on, like these services on almost, not every service, on everyone, but almost anyone can use my services. Mm -hmm. So today, 
we are going to hash out my ideal client. And I've always thought that you need like one ideal client. And I just learned from Sam that you can have multiple. And there are different schools of thought on this. There are some business coaches that believe you only have one ideal client. And if you, the riches are in the niches, guys. And if you really have a very specific business like that, that could be very true that there is just one ideal client. But if you offer multiple services, there may be multiple people, one, two, or three people possibly, that are your ideal client. And so the first thing I do when I sit down with my clients and we're starting their training or their their marketing strategy, the first thing we have to do is create this ideal client avatar. We need to know who this person is, what their buying habits are. Are they male or female? Are they married or not? What's their household income? What kind of car do they drive? Where do they spend their money? Where do they spend their time? We want to know all of these things because not only do we need to know what their habits are and kind of what other brands they're gravitating toward and all that. But you want to um, put yourself out there to attract exactly that type of you want to know what's attracting them and you also when you're working on growing you don't want to go after your competitors clients guys that's never cute that is not cute you wouldn't want any one of your competitors going after you it's a very popular strategy to grow but i will tell you it is very ineffective because if your competitors already have their market harnessed and they already know who their ideal client is and those people are following them what's the chances they're going to switch their loyalty to you? Mm-hmm. It's not a big chance. <laughs> um, I'm going to quickly talk about this cute, quick little um, exercise that I did with my employees. Um, I feel like it's hard for me to pick my ideal client because I always think of my business as a whole, mm-hmm. as like every single one of us, all my employees and myself. But and now I just thought of it. Like we had a meeting once and I drew a stick figure mm-hmm. and I made all the girls draw their stick figure, their outfit, their hair, face, and everything. And I had questions on there, like, what is her name? What is, uh, what's, what does she do for a living? How much money she makes? What is important to her as far as, like, values? Like, her family, Mm -hmm. her, how she, her, how she looks. Oh, so you've done this with your employees. Um, (laughs) but... I didn't even think about this till now. I did yeah. it for them each one because each one of my girls kind of specialized in something in particular. Yeah. So my whole struggle is like as the a business whole, as a the whole. business, um, because I feel like I represent my business. So I want to mm-hmm. talk to people to everyone but I at the end I made them fill all this out first and I didn't tell them why Mm -hmm. so they made their cute little girls they drew their cute hair and stuff and then I was like okay so this is what your ideal client this is the person that you want to attract are you putting yourself out there are you dressing like this are you posting on social media um the way to attract this person Mm -hmm. and so now I always come to realizations when I'm talking to Sam (laughs) in a podcast I'm like oh my god I've done this before yeah okay so but that's a cute little exercise maybe I'll post a little bit more about it later and maybe kind of fine-tune it with Sam and maybe that can be a thing Especially if you have a team, like, to direct them to do these things. Like, if you're in direct sales or if you have a small business with a team or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if your girls specialize in one area or another. So, like, maybe one of your girls specializes in helping moms and one specializes in uh, young women with acne or, you know, things like that. So, um, basically, we're going to go through this live with Hannah. So, um, I'm putting her on the spot. And the first (laughs) step is we want to identify what your core products are. 
So tell us what your core products are. Um, my core products um, are my services. So mm -hmm. I do a lot of brow work, brow rehab, you could say. Mm -hmm. um, I microblading. Mm -hmm. I like to promote microblading a lot. Um, and then skincare. Facials. Facials. Mm -hmm. um, and lash extensions. Lash extensions slash... Lash, lash lifts. lifts. So lashes. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing about Hannah's business is people could be cross-sold into all of these products. So with my business, typically my client might have a crossover with one of my products, but not all three. Mm -hmm. um, so typically I have three clients and three core products. Hannah has four core products that could probably fit into two different ideal clients, but we're gonna we're gonna want to do three just in case. Yeah. So I have to. So you want me to do break this four into three? No, not necessarily. Or I'm just I'll just have point. Three. Okay. <laughs> that um, Sorry. many <laughs> of like so I'm just making the point that many of your microblading clients were already your brow clients. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But like facial clients, they turned into lash clients. Brow clients turned into exactly. Lash clients. And so that's an opportunity for her to use the same marketing dollars or the same client acquisition cost to further her relationship with that client. So in her business, that's super smart. She wants to make sure that she cross sells as much as she can. Yeah, I learned it costs less to keep your clients mm -hmm. and it costs more to gain new clients. Absolutely, because first of all, you have that whole trust curve that you have to build, not to mention the dollars you spend on advertising. Mm -hmm. But she also has the opportunity to take the client's new microblading or new brow, whatever clients that you get from Yelp and turn them into lifelong lash clients, lifelong facial clients, monthly membership clients, mm -hmm. right? So you have that really awesome opportunity, which I think is great. Um, next thing is, is you have employees that specialize in certain things, right? Yes. So you've got yourself, you specialize in brows and skin. Mm -hmm. You've got another gal who is skin and lashes. Another gal who's what, waxing. Just skin. Just and skin. And then one is just lashes. Just lashes. Okay. So we've got a few different gals here too that also have specializations. The other thing I want to mention is you kind of fell into a niche that you weren't necessarily going after, but you were like a part of a community. Yes. And that happened. So a lot of us who have... I don't want to say quick success, but quick, you know, sustainability in our businesses. A lot of it is due to the fact that we're already a part of a community, right? So um, if you are in a military community like Hannah was, is, um, or if you were already a networker with another business like myself and um, you kind of had a network behind you, or if you were a, if you're in direct sales and you just had a great community of friends that helped you launch your business, a lot of us have kind of fallen into a certain community. Doesn't necessarily mean that's our ideal client, but it, they did help us get started. So yes. we can definitely credit them and pay um, respects to that community. Mm -hmm. However, long term, um, military clientele may not be the exact person. Oh, and we're pointing this out because a lot of my clientele is military. Military, yes. A lot of it, how I how I started my business here in San Diego was military. Because Hannah's a military wife. Mm -hmm. Basically, the Facebook groups have been a goldmine for her. Yes. So um, word of mouth and Facebook in the military is an amazing source of business for her. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but that's not necessarily the clientele she wants. That is 
it's a great clientele to maintain, but not the one she's going to pay yeah. money to go after. Yeah, not that I don't want military clients, right. but they eventually move. <laughs> they move away. Mm-hmm. And so she definitely wants them in her spa. She definitely um, loves to take care of them while they're here, but they're not going to stay forever. And so she does need to build up a bottom line of people who are going to stay forever or don't have plans to move in the next two to three years. Yes. So maybe one of her ideal clients is that military client, but maybe client number two is a fellow business owner here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a lot of influence in their community. And, you know, when it comes to beauty services, beauty services are awesome, kind of like jewelry is or clothing is, because people will see it right on you. You don't necessarily have to bring it up in conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I first started using Hannah, people were noticing my lash extensions, my eyebrows right away. Well, who does your eyebrows? You know, and I was networking. And so that would bring a lot of people to her spot just because they were like, wow, your brows look amazing or Mm -hmm. your eyelashes are great. Um, There was something I learned from um, Denise. She writes, she wrote the book, um, Rich... No, get rich, lucky, lucky bitch. bitch. Okay. Um, that she said one day she went and got a blowout, mm-hmm. and she felt amazing. So she had her blowout done. So she did her makeup and stuff, and she felt beautiful. So she went live on mm-hmm. her Instagram or Facebook, whatever, and that she got two brand new clients from that live video she went on because she yeah. was feeling great. She was feeling herself. Not only did she look good, but she was confident. <laughs> Yeah, so um, promoting my business here, you know, it's not only, like, just for outward appearances, but it makes you feel good, When too. you look good, you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be a client that I would like, someone who's in the eyes, who's in, like, on social media all the time, is in the eyes of a lot Has of other people. Has an audience or community yeah. of some type. Yeah. So let's write that down. You want someone who is um, in the public eye, okay. whether it's on Instagram, in their job, both. Um, has some kind of community because a lot of your business comes from word of mouth. Would you say like 50% or more? 80% yeah. even? I get a lot of referral. Could we do a referral program too? So that also promotes some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of referrals and a lot of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, a, another thing we want to mention is your weekend time is limited. So you also want your ideal client is someone who can come in during the week. Mm-hmm. So maybe someone who's in control of their own schedule. Yeah, more f- someone who's more flexible with their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, like, be nitpicky about household income, so we don't have to say a number, but you do want someone who is ready to invest in self-care. Yes. Ready to invest. I'm writing all of this down. <laughs> I think it's important that you mentioned that someone is in the – Someone that's in the public eye, not not only is that important for referrals, but it's also important because they're already going to be willing to invest in their appearance. Yeah, like, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone big, like, not even, like, a celebrity. So I feel like a lot of times when people say public eye, they think of celebrity. They think of someone really famous, popular. Someone has, like, a million followers. Right. But, like, even just Who the has... other day, we gained um, a client, and she was, she's, like, the, she's the president of, like, the... Chamber of Commerce for right. La Mesa. And to me, like, okay, she's not someone that's... That can be powerful for you. Yeah. yeah. But she's not someone like, okay, famous. Right. But she is To a, be honest, someone who's famous and had 100,000 followers, it's likely that their followers aren't even local and that that wouldn't help you nearly as much as someone who locally had a lot of influence within their own community. True. That's yeah. a good point. So that's something to think about, guys. 
Um, it's not always worth your time or money to invest in a quote-unquote influencer that has this giant audience because, number one, they're never going to have the reach uh, and depth of relationship with their audience that someone who has a more community feel or let's call them like a micro-influencer might. So even if they had 300 followers, but all 300 yeah. were their customer, that is so much more deep than if they have 3 million followers and none of those 3 million people have ever bought from them. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's interesting how people think like, oh, well, I want to do business with people who have a lot of followers or have some big platform. Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, I've done work with a few influencers and one of the most popular, one of the girls that has got me the most business, she has, I mean, I don't want to down like I don't want to downplay downplay her followers but she has way less than one of the other influencers that I worked with that have yeah. so many like the micro influencers have more more of a relationship with their followers their no like and trust curve is way shorter mm-hmm. and it's just interesting how that works you know vanity follower we'll say this probably every episode followers do not equal dollars guys so don't it's not always worth it to go after those really big fish because sometimes they don't have a lot of meat to yield <laughs> yeah so i want to focus on because i'm a local business my community mm-hmm. you so like people in my like community people in who community. influence my community yes okay. so someone with the chamber of commerce i know hannah and i used to do a lot of I guess that was really, like, kind of before influencer stuff. But, like, we had an influencer relationship when I had lashes. And so... um, She would just tell everyone that she got them for me. (laughs) Because I did a lot of networking with a lot of business owners. And a lot of people went to see Hannah because of it. So, Mm -hmm. it's really cool. Um, So, also... So, not that they need to, like, make a million dollars a year. But they definitely want to have, you know, some money set aside for self-care yes um so who are they following who where are they spending their time and their money are they people who really like to get massages already are they people who enjoy a cocktail at uh, a cute bar in hillcrest like where are they spending their time and their money right now i is this some what I would want, where I'd want what, them. To what be. you want? Maybe this them at a- dinner, happy hour, having a nice dinner with their mm-hmm. friends or their husband. So where do they go to happy hour? Maybe um, in La Mesa. There's that farm to table. It's mm-hmm. cute. Ban- uh, bamboo is one of your bamboo favorite Bamboo is cute, or um, even Bobo. Yeah, Bobo, that French restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, places in La Mesa. Yeah. So places they would go in La Mesa to have happy hour. Yeah, happy hour, nice, and a nice dinner. dinner. Okay. Maybe like a steak dinner or a sushi dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hannah loves Asian food, so sushi we have to throw in there. Have to throw in the sushi. <laughs> what kind of car does she drive? She, Is she a girl? Female, Is definitely. She um, I want her to be married. Okay. Because that's more income mm-hmm. on her end. Does she have kids? <laughs> no, it's okay to say that. Um, can I say no to maybe one? Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, I 
you can't bring your kids to the spa. Mm-hmm. So I don't want them to worry about and babysitters. And this isn't to say that people, she doesn't want these people. This is yes. just, this is like her perfect dream, right? And we're dreaming this up. Yeah, like, so I want someone who, like, will have the money to pay for the babysitter to be like, okay, well, right. I'm going to go and get my lashes done. So they don't have 14 kids yeah. rolling up in a minivan. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's totally fine. <laughs> when people bring their kids to the spa all the time and it's fine, but... Ideal client. The rule is technically they're not supposed to bring their kids there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what kind of car does she drive? Ooh, that's hard. I know. It's not as important. In my brain, I think of my dream car, but maybe like a... But what's her dream car? Her dream car is a... a, um, What is that car called? What is it? Describe Um, it to me. A Tesla. Oh, a Tesla. Okay. All right. Tesla, so, maybe something like um, a Range Rover. All right. Okay. I was going to say Tesla. She's environmentally conscious. <laughs> and then you say well, that Rover. means she's probably, I mean, I don't know. Environmentally conscious and spa services, do they mix? She probably likes the beach, right? You have a lot of aloha. She likes shopping. Beach. She likes the beach. She likes tropical. She likes to go on vacation. Yes, loves to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. So she needs waxing. She needs spray tans. She needs lashes. She needs microblading. Yeah, she goes out of town sometimes. So she mm-hmm. needs to be able to go on vacation and be at the airport and look put together with her lashes and her microbladed eyebrows. Low maintenance looks put together. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's a really good start. So basically, the, the idea is to have three of these set up. And in my training, I teach growth strategy. And so I like for my clients to make a list of locations and accounts and hashtags that these people might be either hanging out at or searching for or following um, so that we can go make relationships with them. That is so smart. And I just did some hashtag work this morning. And, you know, most people nowadays will do this. It's like a little trick that everyone does. When you post a picture on social media, you put a location at like where they're at. So if someone else looks at that location, they see your stuff. And I'm always putting in like communal coffee is very popular. All these trendy little places. But I'm like, now (laughs) I'm going to go and put in like Bobo, Bamboo Sushi. You used Target, right? Yeah, I used Target This this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's really smart because your ideal client isn't, she may not be at Communal Coffee, but she's definitely at La Mesa Target. Yeah. <laughs> that is so smart. More, yeah. Another realization. And guys, adding a location, just Instagram tip, adding a location that's not necessarily the location you are at is free and it's not sleazy. Like it's, no one's going to be like. It just makes it easier for people to find you. Exactly. It's a way for people to find you and a way for you to show up for your ideal client without actually being there so it's a great networking tool but anyway that's all we have time for today we are about to hop on another podcast so um thanks for listening and doing the work um we should do a giveaway for the uh, my ideal client worksheet i have a worksheet which you can get a lot more support on this of course by being inside of content and connection or working with me in one-on-one, but I do have an ideal client worksheet that I will do a giveaway for. So watch our Instagram. Um, after this episode drops, we will do an ideal client worksheet giveaway so that you guys can have some guidance with this and make sure that you are marketing to your ideal client. You don't want to be talking to everybody. The riches are in the niches, girlfriend. 
That so. is like the best thing ever. <laughs> the riches are in the niches. So thanks for joining us. Um, thanks for hashing this out. We've got Hannah's ideal client off to a really good start. And I'm going to take a picture of my chicken scratch and show you guys. <laughs> Make sure that you screenshot this um, screenshot this episode. Share it in your stories. Tag us at Hash It Out Babes. We will share your reshare. And we can't wait to be in your earbuds or your car stereo or um, your bathroom phone. <laughs> when you're in, the shower, you're in the shower. I hope you're listening to us. Um, we <laughs> hope you're listening and we thank you for... Um, for choosing to listen to us. So we will talk to you guys soon. If you have any questions at all, make sure to DM us and we'll hash it out again later. Bye guys.